For the past couple of weeks, Sheridan has been talking about um, drawing closer to God, building a closer relationship with God, and the things that we need to do to help us do that. Last week, he talked about um, repentance being a free gift. Um, and that is something that was very pleasing to my ears. Repentance, you know, confession and repentance. But sometimes when we hear messages like that, you know, we walk out of here and, you know, we, we, we don't have a clear understanding of what we are supposed to do if we, we, we don't go back and really read the scriptures and search what um, was talked about. So today, I'm going to be an excavator. I'm going to dig deeper, okay? I'm going to give you one thing that you might want to look at. You know, um, my house, 27 Dixon Avenue, it's more than 100 years old. I told Ellie, now this house is that old. They were like, what? They couldn't believe that. But an old, an old house comes with certain issues, you know? And then you have four kids. You know, when you have four kids, they, 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 they tend to sometimes mistakenly throw certain things down the toilet bowl. And then, two weeks later, you'll be flushing and the water, instead of going down, will be coming up. And then Wendy will go downstairs and see a puddle of water in the basement and she will lose her mind. And the Daniel would pick up the phone call and call Mr. Hector. <laughs> Hector, I need your help. I'm talking 1 a.m. in the morning. And then Hector says, are you going to be available in the morning? And then Hector would drive to 27 Dixon Avenue and bring a tool called a snake. Now, those of you who don't know what a snake is, it's not the snake, you know, in the forest, kind of, none of that. Mm. Uh, it, it's a tool that they, they, they put in the, uh, in the sewage system and then he, he presses a button and it will be going, uh, drilling through the, the pipes. And then one day, I was standing there watching him, he, he pulled the snake back and, and a toy. <laughs> a toy came out. It's like, okay, cool. Two weeks later, it happened again. And uh, Hector, what was it? Like a, a cleaning rag, right? Came out. Yeah. Hector said, the, the second time, Hector was like, Daniel, you need to go into the bathroom and anything the kids can pick up and throw in the toilet bowl, you need to put it higher. Somewhere they cannot find, you know, put it away. I followed that advice. And for some months now, right? I've not called you. Okay. <laughs> you know, this thing happens spiritually. Now, for all of us in this room, our dream is to see us grow closer as a family, right? Right? Okay, I was, you know, wow. If you don't like me, okay. You know. And also, we want to grow closer to God. That is the only way we can survive as disciples. And in fact, that was the only way Jesus said other people would know 
that we are his disciples. Not the amount of Bible you read, not the amount of jumping jacks you do, no. It's by the love you have for one another. That will show people outside that we are the children of God. But there is a tiny wincy poison that we all drink. That is so silent that sometimes we overlook and then we wonder why am I not close to people? Why, why are these things happening? Today we are going to talk about that. Let's open our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 12. Now Hebrews chapter 12 it's one of my favorite, you know, it is so, you know, in, in the Bible, there are certain passages you read and you have to, like, think through it and figure out, okay, what is he saying? Hebrews chapter 12, it's like, right there, in your face, you know. I'm not going to read the whole thing. When you go home, please read that, read that whole chapter. It, it talks about the, the fact that we, 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 we have to get rid of things that easily entangle us. And that we have great cloud of witnesses. And then he talks about how we should accept the discipline of God. Because it shows to us that we are children of God. Now, I want to focus slightly on, a, on, on two lines. Verse 15. I don't want to make it so complicated so that you remember. Hebrews 12, 15. This is what it says. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God. And that no bitter roots grow up to cause trouble and defile many. Did you hear that? See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God. And that no bitter roots grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Today, I'm going to talk about bitterness. Now, this is my home. From the day I was baptized, I've not gone anywhere. I don't know another ministry. This, this is it. Okay? So I have seen our ups and downs. Okay? And I have experienced some ups and downs. Bitterness. What is bitterness? Bitterness is a deep seated resentment towards someone else and that person might never know about it the danger of bitterness is that you can hide it so well but the sad part is the effects of it is so dangerous bitterness will not only destroy you but it will destroy people around you How do we get bitter? You know, we always, as humans, we have dreams and aspirations. When I was getting married, I, I, had, I had dreams, you know. I, I thought marriage was going to be awesome, you know. Some knucklehead sins I had, I thought they were going to go away. And, you know, it, it didn't happen. Then, the first year of my marriage, 
I realized that things were not working out the way I thought. You know, it, 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 was, uh, it was getting challenging. And I was getting bitter because I felt like I was lied to. See, that's what the devil does. I felt I was lied to into this marriage. Meanwhile, I was the person lying. So, we go to Pam and Dwight. Any you know Pam and Dwight? They will nicely and lovingly catch you. For you to look at yourself. And over time, I began to realize um, the problem wasn't Wendy. The problem was me. The problem was I came into the marriage not being completely honest. There were things about me Wendy never knew. So she was dealing with me with an idea of what she had of me. And then me standing here trying to look good on the outside and trying to get her to treat me like how I look on the outside. Meanwhile, the bitterness continues to grow. That bitterness led me into sin. So bad that I had no, I, I was suffering silently. And God being so amazing, sent another brother here to dig deeper. And then a day came and I had to call Wendy and say, Wendy, I need to talk to you. And every time I say that, Wendy gets scared. I sat Wendy down and I said, Wendy, I've been lying to you from the beginning. You, you never really knew me. And I had to spill my guts. On that day, the scariest thing happened. You know, when, when you are preparing yourself to confess and be open, you, you have this idea of, ooh, uh, mm, and you, you brace yourself for the worst case scenario, you know? And then after spilling your guts, you get a hug, and you both crying. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Stop, stop. They, they, no, they, this is not supposed to happen. Because in my mind, I'm supposed to pay for this. The bitterness in my heart, poof, started going away. Bitterness. We get bitter when we remove our eyes from God and put it on ourselves. When God calls you into his kingdom, he expects all of you, including myself, to focus our eyes on him. You know why? Because he knows the beginning, the end, and the future. When you move your eyes away from God, there are certain things that God will be doing in your life to train your character. And because you're not focused on him, you begin to get better. 
Example, you become a, a disciple as a single person. Thinking, okay, I'll be married soon. God is like, you're not ready. Wait. And then over time, two, five, six, seven, no sister or brother is showing any interest. And then all of a sudden, you see other people that you think are less, or less spiritual than you, getting married and getting the things that you were praying for. And then bitterness starts growing in your heart. Forgetting that the orchestrator of your faith is changing your character to be ready for the person he is going to give to you. Do not remove your eyes of God and his word. Unresolved conflicts. Something happens to you you didn't like. But you kept quiet about it. And you hide it in your heart. You don't tell nobody. Bitter roots start germinating. And it starts growing in you. Every time you see this brother or sister, something pinches you inside you. You'll be sitting here, taking communion every day, instead of confessing your, you know, or approaching that brother. The, the Bible says that, you know, if, you, if you're even giving your contribution and you, you remember that someone has something against you, you need to go and resolve the issue. We don't do that. And then it grows. You get better. Unattained expectations. Oh, I've been a disciple for donkey years. You know, they're supposed to call me to do these things. They're supposed to seek advice from me. Hmm. And because nobody does that, you begin to get better. Now, I'm telling you some of the things that can create bitterness. There are a lot more, okay? Forgetting who you are. Sinful, lost, without the grace of God. Prideful. You forget who you are. You, you forget where God picked you up from. And all of a sudden, you, you, you come up with certain expectations of who you are supposed to be in the kingdom of God. And when you don't see it, you begin to get bitter. Now, bitterness is a silent killer. Bitterness destroys. See what Hebrew says. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and no bitter roots grow up to cause trouble and defile many. Bitterness causes trouble. Bitterness defiles many. As a body of Christ, when, in fact, when you go home, read the whole of Hebrews 12. It talks about how God disciplines us and we can get better towards God. Believe it or not. When God is disciplining us to change our character, we get better. Hebrews 12 says that, no, 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 no. 
If God does not discipline you, then you are not his child. In fact, you have to be happy that God is disciplining you. That's a proof that you are God's child. So the Bible is telling us that, look, do not get bitter against God. Because he knows what he's doing. The nature of bitterness. Just in case my English is not clear and you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm going to tell you. Bitterness or bitter roots will make you lose the grace of God. You know why? Because when you are bitter, you are very unforgiving. Someone did something to you 10 years ago and you are holding on to it. You are bitter. People will be talking to you, helping you to change. But because you've not first repented, and confessed nobody knows the sickness you have and then you begin to lose the grace of God because you're not forgiving other people and you know the scary line in the Lord's Prayer forgive me my sins like I forgive others you know like if you have not forgiven someone and you are praying you might want to watch out not to ask God for, for forgiveness you know and stuff Bitter roots or bitterness grows. It, it, it grows in your heart. And because nobody can see it on the outside, it grows very well in darkness. Bitterness can be acquired intentionally or unintentionally. All right? Because you cannot control what people do to you. You understand what I'm saying? And listen, if you think we are jacked up, and you, this, we, we, you know, I heard some power say one time that if you think we are so sinful, so you want to leave this church and go somewhere else, fine. Go find a nice holy church. The moment you join it, it's messed up because you are there. Listen, sometimes bitterness grows intentionally too. Someone does something to you and because the person didn't even see what they did or didn't repent the way you want them to repent or didn't say I'm sorry the way you want them to say I'm sorry, you hold it into your heart and you begin to get better towards the person. Signs of bitterness. If you are in this room and you have unresolved hurts from the day Moses showed up till now, you have bitterness. If there is a brother or sister who you cannot stand or hug when they come in here, you have bitterness. If you are in this room and the only thing you can do is look for the flaws in this fellowship, you have bitterness. You cannot say nothing good about us. You are always looking for the flaws. Oh, and they don't sing right. Oh, and they don't clap right. And, and nobody calls me. Yeah. You have bitterness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
when something good happens to someone in this room and you find a hard time rejoicing with them you have bitterness if you are very easily angered over things that can be easily overlooked check your temperature you have bitterness listen some of us have bitterness and we don't even know it recently i was advised to go see a therapist yes i found out that i have been better towards my parents you see if you see me and my parents interacting you will never know that i was better because I was forced to grow up too quickly. My dad was a traveling teacher. So I was like a, a proxy for my dad. So when my mom is frustrated, who gets the brunt of it? Moi. Because as an African, or maybe in any other culture, the firstborn it's always the, yeah, you know, the scapegoat. I had to hear things. I had to do things as a child that I was not supposed to hear or do. And over time, I became resentful. took me to get professional help to dig those things out to see the sickness in me to confess it and repent brothers and sisters if you have bitterness in you towards anybody it will do you a great good and it will do us a great good if you repent of bitterness because with bitterness you cannot approach God how do you heal bitterness treat it with urgency and seriousness like cancer the scary part of this equation is because it's not something that could be seen on the outward, the only person who can take the first step of healing is you. You and I have to make the choice. I want to get rid of my bitterness. If you don't do that, I don't care how many years you fast. Not going to happen. You have to be open to God's word. You know, I don't know if you guys do this, but when I'm struggling with certain sins, right, and I'm reading the Bible and I know a certain portion of the Bible talks about that, I glance through it. I don't focus on it. Oh, and then I go to the nice part that talks about, oh, Jesus is awesome. And, uh, <laughs> 
and the Holy Spirit will be sitting down there shaking their head like yeah really like really and the whole day that little phrase will be dogging me out all day there is a reason why Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to stalk all of you each and every single day the Holy Spirit is a stalker if you don't know he will convince and convict you till you obey yeah look for me you know the Holy Spirit works a lot in my marriage every time I want to gauge how my relationship with God is I look at my marriage if Wendy and I are not like on point I was like you know I'll be doing one of those quiet times that you, you, you just read for checklist kind of deal you know did you do your quiet time oh yeah 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 I did yeah I just read no 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 but when it comes to a point Wendy will call Gab or someone or call Eric I feel distant from Daniel and then Eric will call Daniel I'm like oh boy what did I do now we need to talk okay then I know I'm in trouble if you want to get rid of bitterness you need to remember the grace of God if you want to get rid of bitterness remember the grace of God there is one thing I can say for certain none of us came here all holy myself including all of you came here all jacked out Jesus had to scrub some of you in the waters of baptism a lot like me to cleanse us you know and stuff and forgive us our sins and now over time you know we you know we, we, we speak the lingo we sing the songs we hang out we, you know and then we, we, we tend to forget where we came from and then someone steps on your mental toes you know that mental toes you know and then you want we want to hold off grace from them oh wait 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 I thought God brought you here out of grace why are you holding some grace from someone else if you remember how graceful God has been to us and all of us bitterness will just fly out of your system you want to get rid of bitterness be truthful about how you feel truthful no cutting corners no half truths you need to be truthful if you feel you have resentment towards someone go to the person like the Bible says talk to the person if the person agrees and accepts and forgives and everything is cool all right if it doesn't work out the Bible says bring someone else if it doesn't work out the Bible says do what bring them to the church you know why there are steps to resolving conflicts the Bible didn't even say this about purity man but conflicts 
give us steps. He wants to make sure we do not have conflicts among us. Oh, correction. Unresolved conflicts. Conflicts are going to happen. Listen, if you hang around me for 24 hours, I will say or do something and you will feel like throwing me through the window. Amen, brother. Uh, yeah, he, he can relate. You know what I'm saying? So, if you cannot be open with me and tell me that I've hurt you, you are going to be bitter. I'm going to share a, a, a quick story. Nick, I, I hope it's, this is okay. Um, Nick was going through a hard time, you know, with his sight. And he told me about it. And Nick and I, our friendship go way back, like way back. And we call, like religiously, like every Friday. We call, we, we read the scriptures, we, we challenge each other. And the day he told me about how he was struggling about his sight and how he was feeling, I didn't call him for about like a month, right? One month, and this is my friend, okay? He calls me one day and says, Daniel, you've hurt me. I'm like, um, what did I do? He says, I poured my heart out to you, telling you how I was feeling, telling you the struggles I was having. And for one month, you didn't even call me. That broke, that, I, I was like, wow. Man, I was apologizing profusely. I was apologizing. I was like, bro, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm. <laughs> no matter how busy I was, my brother was in need of help. My brother was in need for someone to be there in his struggle and then left him hanging he could have kept quiet about it he could have but he was open about it now we are okay right just check it if you want to get rid of bitterness let people in to help you, no matter how hard it is. Look, getting rid of bitterness is difficult. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. It is difficult. Especially if the person you have the bitterness towards is someone very close to you, like a parent or a close friend. It is difficult because the devil will be standing there saying, man, keep your mouth shut. If you open your mouth, the friendship is going to get worse. He's going to think about you this way. You know how the Bible says that take every thought captive? When you have one of those, you're like, shut up! One of those. And go against the grain. Talk about it. Be open. Let someone in to help you. Yeah. Look, this church, this fellowship will not grow if we have bitterness amongst us. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. You know why? Because it will defile many. Yeah. Defiling is making something unholy. Yeah. For us to approach God as a group, 
all of us have to be on point. It's like an electrical current. If there is a break in the line, no current flowing. For us to be able to approach God, for Him to hear our prayers, please get rid of bitterness. Look, things have happened to us, especially Staten Island. There are things that we can be bitter about. We have to let go. It serves no purpose. The time has come for us to grow and move on. You see, when you let people in to help you, you might be surprised that the things that you were, you were stressing about were, were not as bad as you thought. You know, they were just bad in your head. When you are open about it, it's out in the light. And the brother will be like, I didn't even know. Then maybe you might find out that they were dealing with something else and then you'll be standing there looking like, oh man, and all these years I've been holding this against you. And you know, listen, bitterness is a disease, man. Bitter roots can be controlled by your choices. The choices you make, the choices I make, can control bitterness, can get rid of bitterness. If you want to keep bitterness out of your system, you have to keep a constant flow of conversation between you and trusted, spiritual, fearless, bold friends. Do you understand what I'm saying? Not just any friend. Friends who are spiritual, bold, and fearless, who can look you straight in the face and give it to you no matter how it comes. Do you understand? Look, this sin or this disease is not that kind of sin that you can play around with. You cannot do that with bitterness. Bitterness has to be consistent eradication. Consistent. You, you cannot let no, nothing choke the pipeline. Because I am sinful. We are all sinful. We are always going to do something against somebody. Always. It's a guarantee like taxes. Sorry. You know, <laughs> it's going to happen. But if you have that consistent flow of communication and purging your heart, bitterness cannot stick. Because as soon as something pinches, it's coming out. Do not let bitterness stick to your heart. Because the Bible says that you will fall short of the grace of God. It will defile you and it will defile many. We are trying so hard to worship God together as a group. Bitterness will cause us to run in place. You understand what I'm saying? Like running on a treadmill. You'll be running in place. Bitterness 
will cause that. Please, we want this church to grow. We want the body of Christ to grow spiritually. Now, I'm talking spiritual maturity. Homework. Go home today. Have a conversation with your pillow. Oh, okay. You guys don't say that, right? Okay. Have a conversation with your pillow. Ask yourself. One. Is there anybody in this room that if their name is mentioned, I get twitches? If so, write their name down. Go and talk to the person. Is anybody, has anyone done something to you in this room that you have not talked about? Please, go and resolve that conflict. Don't sleep on it. I am going to pray to God that the Holy Spirit will torture your life (laughs) till you do it. You know why? Because you are holding us back. If I have bitterness, I'm holding us back. If you are in this room and someone has said something to you, have treated you a certain way, or didn't hug you, or didn't shake your hand, or didn't say hi to you, and you feel funny about it, and even you're not here, call them. These days, there is communication, FaceTime, Twitter, phone. It, look. <laughs> Back in my village in Africa, right? There was. <laughs> when my dad was in this country, if I wanted to call my dad, we had to travel miles to the city to an uncle of mine who worked in a big company who had a phone. And we had to sit down there and wait for the phone to ring for me to talk to my dad. Listen, now cell, cell phones, you know, that you have no excuse to call someone you have something against or feel they said something against you and to communicate. All right? You need to talk about it. Bitterness grows in darkness. Bitterness defiles you and everyone around you. Don't you want to see this body of Christ grow in maturity and grow like Jesus sees it? Please, if you have any ounce of love for Staten Island and the lost people out there, get rid of your bitterness. Let's pray.